Some of my earliest best memories are of Christmas Eves at my grandparents' house. I remember the taste of cookies, the feel of wrapping paper, steam coming from hot cider and hot chocolate, the heat of so many people crammed into a not very big house and later apartment. I remember the constant din of noise because of all those people. A great uncle or two getting a little drunk or a little too drunk. I remember playing video games with my cousins that we just unwrapped. I remember how cold it was outside and how much snow was on the ground and watching the lights in all the houses on the drive over. I remember having to consistently shed layers because of, again, how cold it was on the trip there and how warm it was once you got inside. I remember not wanting to leave at the end of the night, even though going home meant Santa was coming and there were going to be even more presents in the morning. They are, without question, some of the best memories of not just my childhood, but my entire life. Unfortunately, one of the Christmas Eves I remember most is the one I wasn't even there for. This is Alone at the Desk with Nick Lefebvre, a regular podcast by an average middle-aged guy who just happens to be a TV news anchor. We talk about the exciting, the boring, and the mundane parts of life, the industry, and life in the industry. Brought to you by 13 On Your Side News in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Christmas Eve at Grandma and Grandpa's was just expected. It was the one night of the year everyone got together at the same time. My mom has one brother and three sisters, so there were lots of cousins my age. And when I was young, lots of great aunts and uncles and second cousins and even a lot of non-family friends. There were so many kids, it actually became a bit of a joke that you were sure to open something on Christmas morning marked to you from Grandma that was definitely intended for someone else because she'd wrap it, forget who it was for, Then just take a wild guess and write a name on there. Because I guarantee you, the My Little Pony set I got when I was 12 was not for me. One year, my cousin Tony would answer the phone, Merry Christmas! Whose present did you get? One time I got a teddy bear. Legit. Thought it was for someone else because I I thought I was frankly just a little bit too old for one. I said that out loud, but nope, it was for me. And I think I slept with that thing for about six months just out of guilt that I made Grandma feel bad. I'm pretty sure I've got pictures of every single year there at Christmas growing up, except one. As my grandparents got older and their health failed, Christmas Eve parties moved. My mom became the chief entertainer, and most of the family came to our house. My senior year in high school, I was dating a girl from a few towns over, and she really wanted me to go spend Christmas Eve with her family. I didn't think it would be a big deal, shake things up for one year. I really liked this girl, and I really liked her family. So I said, sure. We had a good time, though I couldn't tell you exactly what we did or who we saw, but I can tell you exactly who everyone saw at my mom's house. Henry Oscar Anderson was born in 1927. Everyone called him Bud or Buddy. To me and all his kids, he was Grandpa Bud. He was a merchant marine in World War II, One of the highest casualty rates in the war, by the way, probably because they didn't carry any guns. After the war, he worked for years at a bread factory in town and raised five kids. What I remember most about Grandpa was his voice. Loud, really loud, and he loved to yell. 
and he loved wrestling, or wrestling, the way he called it. But Grandpa Bud was a softy. When my parents divorced, I was in middle school, and we didn't have a lot of money, like any money. And I did a lot of sleepovers at Grandma and Grandpa's. Every time when I went home the next day, he'd send me home with bread and peanut butter. And every single time, I'd complain, because it was generic bread and peanut butter. It wasn't Jif. They didn't have money for the brand names either, and I complained. I didn't know. I didn't understand. But Grandpa just smiled and sent me on my way with her food. The other thing that really sticks out to me, and there are a lot of things actually, but one time I was with my dad. This was after the divorce. He was dropping me off after spending some time with him at Grandma and Grandpa's. I walked inside without him as he was driving off, and Grandpa Bud said, where's your dad? I said, he just left. Well, Grandpa Bud looked at me, and he said, he and your mom got divorced, but he's still my son. You tell him to come in and say hi next time. Later on in his life, Grandpa Bud was in and out of the hospital all the time. Diabetes. We got to know the VA in my hometown really well. And I always felt awkward going to see Grandpa there, which, I don't know, I suppose is normal. It was awkward for me anyway. It was the first time in my life that anyone close to me was really struggling medically. I had no experience with disease or death. And, cliche, it was weird seeing my big, strong grandfather laying helpless in a bed. Eventually, the diabetes progressed. By the time my senior year rolled around, Grandpa was back in the hospital and they had to amputate one of his legs at the knee. Although I still didn't have a great appreciation for just how bad things were. Like I said, this was all new territory for me. So when my girlfriend asked me to go to her family's for Christmas that year, I actually checked in with my my mom or my grandmother, I'm not entirely sure, but I wanted to check and see if Grandpa would be coming to the house for Christmas Eve. He was in the hospital at the time, so I seriously doubted it. And so did they. So, I left. I don't know how late I was when I eventually got home. Not too late, because there were still some people there. And lo and behold, Grandpa showed up. He surprised everyone and came in on a prosthetic. And as people told me, he had a great time. And so did everyone else. But he was already gone. He left. I felt awful. I felt like, first of all, the worst grandson in the world. But I also felt like a bad son. This was my mother's father. For a million reasons, I should have been there. And that's not even considering the fact that I wanted to see my own grandfather. Instead, I had to listen to everyone else's stories and eventually look at everyone else's pictures, wishing I was a part of those stories and in those pictures. But it was what it was. I would wait for next Christmas. A couple of weeks later, Grandpa went back into the hospital. I don't remember the exact chronology of everything, but... This is what I remember best. Grandpa went in, and we knew it wasn't good. Someone came into my class while I was in school and told me he had to go pick up my mom and get to the hospital. We went, and we could tell it was bad. We were there for hours, started calling family. We were preparing. At about 2 in the afternoon, I asked the doctor how Grandpa would be. You see, I was an actor in the school theater department, and we had a major competition show that was performing that coming Saturday. We had rehearsal after school, 3 o'clock, and I wanted to know if Grandpa would be okay for me to go to rehearsal for a few hours and come back. I was told he'd be fine. So I left. After rehearsal, I went back to the hospital. More people were there. The next day, went to school, but again, someone called me, said get to the hospital. Family was starting to arrive from out of town. When rehearsal came around, I asked again if I could go. Yeah, yeah, I was told he'll be okay, he'll be okay. So I left. 
Same thing. After rehearsal, I went back. Everyone was still there. The next day, I didn't even make it through first period at school. Get to the hospital. But 3 p.m., rehearsal. We perform in two days. I was told it was okay. Go. So I left. Halfway through rehearsal, I was sitting in the audience waiting for my scene. I noticed who would eventually become my stepbrother walk through the door. He was my age. We were in the same class. But there was no earthly reason that Kevin would be in the school theater after hours. I walked up to him and I said, Kevin, why are you here? He said, come out into the hall. I got to talk to you. Followed him. When we got out there before Kevin could say it, I said it myself. I said, he died on me, didn't he? Kevin just nodded. I walked back inside the theater, had to tell my director I had to go. Mrs. Smith, Smitty, was everything you would ever picture a theater teacher to be. Old, gaudy jewelry, big hair, and a big heart. She knew what was going on. I tried to squeak out and I have to go, but before I could, she just jumped out of her seat, threw the biggest hug on me I've ever had in my life, and I cried. I cried loud and I cried long, and everyone on stage and in the audience and backstage stopped what they were doing and watched. I didn't care. My grandpa left, and I wasn't there, just like at Christmas. By the time I got to the hospital, it was really kind of odd. Everyone was in tears, completely understandably so, except me. And I don't know how much sense it makes, but I already got mine out. And I felt some solace in that I realized Grandpa wasn't alone when he left. Matter of fact, I think our family had an entire floor to that hospital to ourselves. But I still felt bad. Everyone told me not to. I was doing what Grandpa would have wanted me to do. I was on stage, not worrying over him. At his funeral, my cousin Becky put it best when she said, and pardon the language here, folks, but this was Grandpa, what are you crying about, you goddamn dummies? That was Grandpa. I can't possibly encompass all he was and meant to me in this short podcast, but every year at Christmas, I think of him, and Grandma too, of course, but... But for at least one moment, I think about the Christmas I left. It's not guilt anymore, I don't think. I let that go a long time ago. But maybe some melancholy, a little bit of regret. Especially since that show I was rehearsing for that Saturday, there was a snowstorm, and it was postponed. If that was a joke from you, Grandpa, it was a good one. I still love you. Still miss you. This has been Alone at the Desk with Nick LaFave. If you would like to hear more of our podcasts, just go to 13onyourside.com slash podcasts. You can also search Alone at the Desk on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Thanks for listening.